This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to the Tuesday episode. I am recording this on Sunday evening. My husband just went out to get Chinese food because that's what he feels like eating for dinner tonight. And we just put Milo down and so far so good. He is asleep in his big boy bed. And that is the topic of today's episode. I just kind of wanted to give an overview of exactly how we transitioned him from his crib to his bed, why we did it now and didn't wait until he is more like three years old-ish, and also like tips, things that I think worked for us, things that didn't work for us. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. First, I will say that I have a Hot Topic episode with Amanda Jusen, and we talked all about transitioning from crib to bed, and this was before we had transitioned Milo. So she answered all my questions. We talked about when you should transition, safety things uh, to think about. Uh, So it's a really jam-packed episode full of good information if you're thinking about transitioning your kid soon. Um, So yeah, she recommended waiting until about three years old. So initially, I thought we would wait for as long as possible. But for us, Milo started to get out of his sleep sack, first of all, and we were putting them on backwards, inside out, like it didn't matter what we did, he would shimmy out of them. So So there was that because we wanted to keep a sleep sack on him for as long as possible because that is what prevented him from being able to climb out of the crib. So once he started getting out of the sleep sack and refusing the sleep sack and it was a huge freaking tantrum some nights to get it on him. um, So yeah, if he would take it off in the crib then he would start to try and climb out and it was terrifying. He would put one of his legs all the way over and we would run upstairs to go get him. And I never really knew if we left him, if he would actually topple over, but seems to be that kids actually do that. So I didn't really want to take any chances. So that, you know, we would have nights like that and then I would think, oh my god, that's it. Like tomorrow I'm going out, I'm getting him a bed, like this is stupid. I would get so angry and then, you know, the next few nights he wouldn't do it and he would go to sleep fine in his crib with his sleep sack. So then I just kind of forgot about it and I was like, okay, like we'll wait. And then another night would happen where he would be up and crying and putting his leg over and refusing to wear a sleep sack and refusing to get into his crib and so finally I was like screw it I had a day where I was able to go to Ikea and you know this was after trying to pick a bed which was a huge ordeal I was looking at so many beds Um, we debated you know getting like even a queen size mattress and just putting it on the floor we debated getting a double mattress and then 
Ultimately, we ended up with a twin size mattress. What I was finding was every single cute toddler bed only came in a twin size and adult beds came in double or just like a regular bed. And of course, you know me, I wanted a really cute bed and the cute beds are like, you know, the loft beds or the canopy beds. Ikea had a super cute one where you could make it into a regular bed with the canopy up or you could flip it upside down and then it would be a loft bed. So like they were sleeping on the top part of a bunk bed and then underneath you could make it like a play area. So my thought was we would make it in the loft position and then just put his mattress on the floor. Uh, and then when he was older, we could either flip it to be like a regular bed or we could like have him sleep up on the bunk bed if he wanted. So we ended up getting that one. And then when I set it up, I noticed that it wasn't that high off the ground when it was set up as a regular bed. So we kept it like that and decided to just see how it went because in my mind I was like even if he does fall out it's not dangerous at all like that's how close it is to the ground so we decided to just set it up like a regular bed um, and the very first time I went to make the bed I regretted instantly getting a canopy bed and I wished that I just got a normal bed or just a mattress on the floor because it was so annoying to try and get the sheets on and get the comforter on and lay the pillows down and all his dinosaur pillows because of the canopy. Like I am almost six feet tall and to bend under those bars and try not to hit your head every two seconds was so annoying. So after a couple nights, we ended up just taking the bar off that makes it look cute so we got that bed for nothing. So that's my first hot tip. I know the canopy beds are really cute, but don't do it. And another hot tip would be to leave them in their crib as long as possible. I have a friend whose son is over three years old and he's still in his crib and I'm so jealous because I don't know, it's just, it seems easier because the transition is a little bit difficult, but to be honest, I was expecting it to be a lot worse. And that's not to say that it can be a lot worse for other people, but just for us, so far it's been pretty good and Milo has adjusted really well. Um, but yeah, people always say wait as long as you can and keep them in the crib. But I understand as parents, it's like, you know, this milestone where they go from a crib, which is where they slept since they were a baby and now they're getting older and they're going to have their big boy bed and you can redo their room. And it's just kind of like an exciting time. So I understand why people are excited to do it. Um, but yeah. So the day that we transitioned him, I set up as much of the bed as I could during the day. It took me forever. Um, I was so focused because I suck at putting together IKEA furniture. So I did what I could and then when I was going to pick up Milo at daycare, my husband got home early and so he finished it. Um, I had already washed all his bedding and the pillows that we got. We decided to do a dinosaur theme because he's really into dinosaurs right now. So Ikea, like I got all the bedding at Ikea 
super cute dinosaur patterns, super cute dinosaur stuffed animals. And what we did was we left the crib in his bedroom. It's still in there now, actually, because we thought, you know, just in case it didn't work out or he wanted to sleep in the crib, it was still there. Um, we also, he has a tall dresser in his room and that's where we have the monitor. It's on top of that dresser looking down at his bed. So we didn't want him to obviously play with the drawers of that dresser. So what we did was put the crib up against that dresser so we could still use the top drawers and we could still have the monitor up on there. And also the crib is covering the electrical plugs where his sound machine is plugged in and the monitor. So the sound machine is up on the dresser as well. Because that was one of the big things. I was like, what do we do with the monitor and his sound machine? And now we have a little nightlight in there. So if he wants to look at books or play with a little toy in his bed before he sleeps, he can see what's going on. So all of that is up on the dresser and the crib is blocking the plugins and blocking the drawers to the dresser. So it just kind of works out. The day that I set up his bed, I also took out any toys that I didn't want him to be able to play with overnight and took out another lower dresser that we had. I got him an area rug so that the room just felt cozier and I put the area rug right up against his bed. And we also put a lock, not a lock, but a child safety thing on his doorknob on the inside of the door. So it's one of those things where he can't turn the handle because there's like a cover on it. And that like, I understand, well, I didn't know this, but apparently some people think it's wrong to basically lock the, your kid in their room, but I don't see it as being any different from them being in a crib. Like they can't get out of their crib either. And so now their bed is basically their crib and their room is their crib. So you need to have some kind of safety measure in place, especially for us because the stairs to go downstairs are right outside of his door. So we, you know, like I wouldn't sleep at night. My room is on the other side of the upstairs away from the stairs and he's right at the stairs. So like I wouldn't sleep at night if I knew that he could just get up and leave his bedroom. We also put a lock thing on his closet doors so that he can't open his closet. So really his room is just free for him to walk around, pick up his books, play with a few toys that we left in there. And now we always make sure that he knows where his water is in his room as well. So we have a sippy cup in there for him. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. 
better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume. Even if you don't understand the science, with loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so the first day we, you know, it was really exciting to show him his new room and he was so excited to see his bed and he was jumping all over it. It was super cute. He loved the dinosaurs. Um, his bed that we got him is called Cura. It's from Ikea, K-U-R-A. I don't think they make it anymore, but apparently you can buy some secondhand. Um, so yeah, what we did was we tried to just make it like a normal, you know, like we did our regular bedtime routine. Um, and then he was, it seemed like he was nervous to go to bed, like for us to leave him in his room with him in the bed. So it was sad because, you know, like you don't want them to feel anxious. So we tried to treat it at first as though he was in his crib and just did the exact same thing like okay like good night like we'll see you tomorrow whatever um and he was not happy he ran to the door he was trying to get out he was throwing everything on his bed onto the floor so he was throwing like all his dinosaurs his comforter his pillow everything um at first, okay, so I should say, at first he wasn't crying. He did all the throwing on the floor first, and we were like, okay, that's fine. Like, if he's not crying, we're just going to leave him. So, and then when he threw everything on the floor, and then he ran to the door, he was trying to get out, and then I think once he realized that he couldn't get out, then he started to cry. So, we probably went into the room four or five times, like getting him settled in bed and then leaving. And then, you know, he would get upset again. And and after a while, it started to seem like he knew what he was doing. And when I thought about it, like he was basically doing what he did all the time in his crib 
But in his crib, like we had established boundaries and we had a certain routine when he would try and, you know, like he wanted us to take him out of his crib basically and, you know, us to take him to our room or whatever it was. We would not, like we decided to make a rule one night that we were not taking him out of his crib. He was not getting out. And even if we had to stand there with him for a little bit, we did not get him out of his crib. So that worked so well for us. And I started to realize that he was doing the exact same thing that he did in his crib, but now we were treating it differently because he was in his bed and I felt bad. Like I felt like he was anxious and, you know, unsure of sleeping in a big boy bed. Like it makes sense. But once I realized that that's what was happening and it was us that was that had changed kind of what we were doing in these situations, I decided to let him cry a little bit and we watched the monitor and he was at the door and he was like raging for a little while. It was probably 10, 15 minutes. And then he literally just out of nowhere walked over to his bed and like laid down in his bed and went to sleep. So it was so strange. But I think he realized like, oh, okay, like I'm supposed to go to bed. Like this is what's happening. It's the same as what was happening when I was in my crib. So anyways, that was like felt so happy that he did that. And he knew to go to his bed and lay down because part of my worry was you know, is he going to just like fall asleep on the floor and be upset? Like it just, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. So I was happy that he went to his bed and fell asleep. And then um, at 3 a.m. that first night, he was crying for my husband. He was saying, daddy, daddy. Um, So my husband went in and laid down with him and actually fell asleep with him in his twin bed, which is hilarious. And they slept till 5 a.m. And then my husband snuck out and then Milo woke up normally at 7 a.m. So the first night was really stressful. And I remember regretting even setting up the bed or getting a bed. Like I was so stressed out and we tried to offer him to sleep in the crib, like to put him in the crib to see if he was more comfortable, but he refused the crib as well. So the first night was an absolute nightmare and I think he probably fell asleep around 10 p.m. Um, but yeah from like 7 30 till 10 p.m. it was really stressful. On night number two he this is the night that we added a nightlight so he could see his books Um, and again we kind of went into night number two with a different mentality and we decided to treat it you know do the same thing that we were doing when he was in his crib and he would refuse sleeping Um, so he did the same thing on night number two he went to the door and he was I call it raging but he was just you know really upset throwing a tantrum basically and I let him do that for a few minutes and then I went up super calm like super calm picked up everything that he had thrown on the floor just like you know, gently put it back on the bed. And I was just being really soft with him. Like, oh, sweetie, what's wrong? Like, do you want mommy to get you some books? It's time to go to sleep. Mommy's tired too. Mommy's going to go sleep in her bed. And anyways, I talked to him like that and he eventually calmed right down and he went up, got up into his bed and I gave him some books. And then I say, 
do you want mommy to get you a toy? Which toy would you like to play with in your bed? And then he picks out a toy and I bring it to him and he whined a little bit when I left that time, but he fell asleep and it was a decent night. Okay, so night number three. Of course, my husband had to leave this night and that this is what happened. So he, again, didn't want us to leave the room. Like, it's almost like he was nervous because it was different. So I stayed for a little bit. I sat on the floor and I read him some books. Um, Eventually, I got up and left just like I normally would. And he raged quickly at the door and then he went back to bed and fell asleep so I was like oh thank god like every night it seemed to get better and better that he would just cry for a really short period of time and then get back into bed and go to sleep so I'm thinking like yay good times and about 45 minutes after he fell asleep he literally rolled right off the bed like I just happened to look at the monitor and it was so fast and I heard the thumping on the ceiling obviously but he just rolled right off the bed and I was like cringed and I was waiting for him to cry and there was no cry nothing it was just silent so I went upstairs and I opened the door super quietly slowly and I look and he was in the child's pose like sleeping on his area rug it was so friggin' cute but it was also kind of sad like he just fell (laughs) and he remained sleeping So anyways, I picked him up, so awkward to try and pick him up when he's in that position, and I like fell into the bed trying to put him back. So put him there, put a pillow on the edge of the bed so that it would prevent him from rolling off again, and he like, in his sleep, pushes the pillow to the side, and now his legs are dangling off the bed from his knees down. So he's laying horizontal in the bed. So I'm like, what the hell? So I go sneak in the room again, turn him so that his legs aren't dangling off the bed. And 20 minutes later, his legs are dangling off the bed again. And I was like, oh my God. So I put a really thick, heavy pillow on the edge of the bed and put him totally vertically And then it was fine and he slept all night. But of course, after that night, I was like, oh my God, researching guardrails and all these different things that we could do. And I told my husband, like, I'm flipping the bed upside down and we're putting his mattress on the floor. And like, this is what always happens. Something happens one night and then you freak about it. But to this day, it hasn't happened again. Knock on wood. Now I'm sure he's going to roll off tonight. But yeah, so his bed is the same. We never ended up getting a guardrail. Um, a lot of people say to put a pool noodle under the fitted sheet, which is a good idea. But so far I find putting just a pillow there is pretty effective, but we shall see. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. 
The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. So the next day, what I did was he has a massive body pillow and we have a bunch of extra pillows in the house. So I put all those pillows on the floor beside his bed and his other comforter that he has and some other stuffed animals so that if he ever did roll off, it would be really comfy and he could just sleep there. Um, He actually slept on that pile of pillows on I think it was Thursday or something for his nap like his entire nap he just slept on the floor I mean it's super comfortable so I don't blame him but that's what we did now so instead of a guardrail or anything we just have a bunch of pillows on the floor night four was not that eventful he had a quick little cry when we left and then he slept through the night he didn't leave his bed he didn't go to the door or anything when we left he just was a little bit sad when we left and then he fell right asleep Night five, he cried quickly again when we left. He looked at his books for a little bit and he slept through the night. So again, he wasn't like when we went to go leave, he wasn't panicked and running to the door when we left anymore. He was just laying there looking at his books and then would fall asleep. So after those nights, now what has been happening is everything's been really good. We you know, he always kind of refuses to go to bed. We do our nighttime routine in our bedroom and we always give him a warning to say, you know, after this show or after this next book, whatever we're doing, we're going to go to your room and you're going to lay down and look at your books. I try not to say like, you're going to go to sleep. I just say, we're going to go lay down and look at your books and play with your toy. Um, 
so that he knows that it's coming. And so I give him those warnings so that he knows. And then when it's time to go, sometimes he'll say like, no, no, I'm going to sleep here. And I say, no, it's time to go to your bedroom. And I say, do you want mommy to carry you to your room or do you want to walk? And as soon as I say that, he, he says, always that he wants to walk and I say okay let's go do you want to take that book that you have it's so effective like this is the hottest tip ever do you want mommy to carry you to bed or do you want to walk and for some reason he totally forgets that he doesn't want to go to his room and he's trying to get me to let him stay in my bed and he just says oh no like I'll walk I'll walk and he like gets you know right off my bed and starts walking towards his room it's so bizarre so I highly recommend trying that I also when we get into his room I say okay like hop up on your bed hop up do you want mommy to give you these books like do you want this book do you want which toy would you like to have do you want mommy to bring over your little tower or do you want this toy and it just makes it such an easy transition and he hops up onto his bed I give him his books or his toy and then I say okay sweetie I love you and he says I love you mommy and then I close the door and I mean not every night is going to be like this obviously but for the most part most nights are going that way and it's been really good and he's been sleeping through the night he's still in his pull-up overnight and to be honest I don't really you know have any desire to change that right now because he doesn't have access to a bathroom um so yeah we'll see what happens with that He's usually dry when he wakes up and then we get him to go on the potty. But if he does sleep in longer than usual, then sometimes he'll have a pee in his pull up. Um, But yeah, that's where we're at with that. So yeah, quickly some tips. Do not get a canopy bed. Do not get a loft bed. Do not get a bunk bed if you can. I would suggest having a little nightlight in their room so that if they do have books, which books and some toys that they can play with overnight, I highly recommend as well. Um, I would, yeah, so books, toys, nightlight, have water in the room, Kleenex, because also what I find is if they're having some really difficult nights and they're crying and you go into their room, you want to make sure that they have everything in the room. Like you can go in, close the door behind you, offer them water, give like wipe their nose with a Kleenex, give them a soother. He still has his soother. We need to get rid of that soon. But we thought one thing at a time. So we did the bed first. I would try and avoid, I know the first night my husband laid down with him at 3 a.m. and it didn't seem to affect anything and I find Milo's been like that just in general. If we do something, he never really goes on to expect it the next day. So like I know some people say like, oh my god, don't lay down with them. You're going to be doing it all the time and we just don't find that with Milo so far. He doesn't like sleeping with us. Um... He does, though, I found once we switched him to his bed, he was asking us to lay down with him, which he had never really done before. Um, But yeah, my husband did it that one time. And then since then, we haven't. And he hasn't really made a fuss about it. So I would recommend trying to stay away from that so that it doesn't become a habit if that's something that you don't want to do. I know some people 
enjoy falling asleep with their kids or, you know, putting them to bed and waiting till they fall asleep. And if you do, that's fine. For me, like, I cannot wait to get downstairs and watch reality TV and eat chips. So that's that's where I'm coming from. But yeah, so that was our journey with transitioning him into a bed. I know some people have a much more difficult time transitioning and the kids are out of the room constantly or the kids don't want the door being closed and we just didn't have those issues. He has always slept with his door being closed so I don't even think he thought anything of that. So that was lucky for us, but I was really expecting him to be up a million times a night because that's what I have heard from other people. But I think because we closed the door and he thinks of it the same way as when he was in his crib, like he can't get out and this is bedtime and he has been pretty good at, oh my God, he's like hanging off the bed. Oh my God. I'm watching the monitor. He's coughing. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I better wrap this up. Um, so yeah, that was our transition. I knew it. I knew because I said that he hadn't rolled off before that something was going to happen. And now his freaking head is dangling off the side of the bed. I knew this was going to happen. Anyways, I better go. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. That is how I stay up in the charts and how the show grows. Um, Yeah. On Friday, it is... What is Friday's episode? I don't even know. Oh, yes. It is Rage in Motherhood. What a topic. Such a popular topic. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you guys on Instagram. If you don't follow the podcast uh, account, definitely go do that. It's at the Mom Room Podcast. So fun. It's such a fun account. I love it. That is all for me. I hope your children sleep tonight and don't roll off the freaking bed. Mm-hmm.